TII Item 436, July 30th, 2017, iOS 11, Beta 4. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullet! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's show is brought to you by Thumbtack. Hire skilled pros for absolutely anything at thumbtack.com today. It's fast, easy, and free. This episode is sponsored by Bowl and Branch. Go right now to bowlandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you've ever owned. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and you are listening to the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Stan for sending in the artwork for today's show. Stan wrote the following. Hi, Rob. I created this with a photo from my iPhone 6, lettering photo captured from pages, and images merged layered with Adobe Photoshop Mix on my iPad Pro. Regards, Stan Bentley, Winchester, Kentucky. Thanks, Stan, for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Stan's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 436 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. Stan's picture continues to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of the TII show and the iPhone. Please, when taking a photo of yourself in front of your local Apple store, if possible, take a square picture, as I have to make them square for iTunes, and put the Apple store location on the photo, along with the TII or Today in iOS branding. Thanks to the many of you that have already sent in photos. As always, send those pictures to todayinios at gmail.com, which is also where you can send music if you've created any music on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience. Just make sure to let me know which app or apps you use to create said music. As expected last week, Apple released iOS 11 Beta 4 to devs. That was on July 24th. One day later, as is tradition, Apple released the new beta version to the public, although again, they call it Beta 3 for the public. We just call it Beta 4 around these parts. Per what was new in Beta 4 versus the first three betas of iOS 11, here is a quick rundown of the changes found so far. First, in notifications, when shown on the screen, the swipe to left option is added so you can either view or clear the notification. And if you keep on swiping all the way to the left, it will clear it in one motion or delete it. If you swipe to the right, you get the option to open. If you plan to open, swipe to the right and tap open. This will keep you from accidentally deleting the notification. Tapping on the lock screen notification also brings up a new Touch ID interface to unlock the device and open the notification. There are some new icons on this version. Contacts, notes, and reminders all receive spiffy new icons for Beta 4. Note, the reminders icon, mm, not the note icon, but the reminder icon, so I don't want to confuse there, but a note about the reminders new icon. It might actually be a mistake, as it is almost inverted from the past version with uh, the bullet points on the right rather than on the left. So this could be one that was meant for countries where you read from right to left. There are other slight tweaks to the icons and items in the status bar, which are too slight and mundane to mention and may change anyway before uh, the beta ever goes gold master. Another small change is in the settings and for general about and then storage is no longer the actual capacity minus iOS. 
and now just the actual capacity of the device. If you have a 128 gig device, it now says 128. If you have a 64, mm, that's too small gigabyte version, it will say 64 gig, and so on and so on. No more subtracting out the size of iOS from the capacity. Also in settings, general, airdrop, there is a new option for toggle settings. Previously, that was just under the control center only. Options are receiving off, contacts only, and everyone. And again, before there wasn't an option under settings, you had to do that from just under the control panel. In the App Store app for updates, you can now pull down to check for any new updates. There is a new splash page for the photos, going over live photo effects and editing and new memories. And there's a new splash page for notes. So this is when you first open those apps, you get this splash page and it gives a little bit more information. There is a new countdown UI for screen recording, which was really needed. You tap on the screen recording button in Control Center and you see three, two, one, countdown right in the button. This gives you the time to get back to the app or home screen before the recording starts, which is nice as it was originally. You needed to clip off the front of the recording. Also, when long pressing the screen uh, recording button, it no longer says start broadcasting, but now just says start recording. 32-bit apps unsupported by iOS 11 are now grayed out in the App Store, or really just 32-bit apps are grayed out in the App Store because they are all unsupported by iOS 11. Don't want to make you think that there's some that are. Some other items reported and uh, New in iOS 11 beta 4 are new male to female and female Siri voices for Brazilian, Portuguese, Canadian, French, Dutch, and Swedish. New female Siri voices for English and Mexican Spanish. And upgraded Siri voice for both genders of Japanese and Chinese. These seem to be the key changes with iOS 11 beta 4, along with, of course, bug fixes and optimization changes. Here is a comment from Myron Euchre about iOS 11 betas via our Google Plus community. Quote, in iOS 11, apps using GPS now turns the status bar blue like you see in other places. I have noticed that Waze keeps the bar blue for a long time, and I generally force quit the app. I'm guessing it always kept GPS running longer than necessary, and iOS 11 is just telling me that is happening. Unquote. John Diller had a great reply to this, quote, I love Apple's GPS shaming as part of their strategy to improve iPhone battery life for their customers. Apple knows that battery life is a key feature in the minds of customers. I imagine that Apple has been pushing app developers to get on board with saving battery, and I think this is a smart way to put more pressure on the developers, unquote. And from Nick Brecken from our Google Plus community, or Brecken, um, quote, Really liking the share Wi-Fi password feature on of iOS 11 after a reset network settings. Just bring your other iOS or Mac devices that are connected to Wi-Fi together. Choose the same Wi-Fi network on reset devices and a prompt appears to share the network password and boom, that is it. It's done, unquote. To which Brian Blanchard said, quote, Wow, that, that's great news. Now I won't be as hesitant to reset network settings like Rob recommends for all software updates, unquote. Apple on July 24th also released watchOS 4 Beta 4. 
The one thing I read about with the Beta 4 update is much better battery life. Over an hour more battery life in a typical day for many reporting on this. Mostly it is bug fixes and optimizations, though. One bug fix is when using the Mickey Mouse watch face, it now will speak the time when you press on the screen. It did not do that in Beta 3. The new update allows you to scroll through 15 stories in the news app versus just five in the past version. WatchOS 4 remains a dev release only and not one part of the public betas. And again, the key part of this is bug fixes and optimizations. And finally, Apple released tvOS 11 beta 4 to devs on July 24th as well, with the public beta version getting released one day later on the 25th. As tvOS 11 is really a minor update wrapped in a major update number, it is not surprising to hear that beta 4 of tvOS 11 is all about bug fixes and optimizations. I looked through the dev forums and found nothing about this beta that would indicate any new features. If Apple follows past patterns, beta 5 of iOS 11, tvOS 11, and watchOS 4 should be out the week of August 7th. If there are major bugs, however, causing too many issues, then there might be something this week. But based at least on the reports back that I've seen, I would guess August 7th for beta 5 or sometime that week. Some good news out of Apple. They have partnered with hearing implants company Cochlear to launch the first made-for-iPhone Cochlear implant. This can stream audio from a compatible iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch directly to the surgically embedded implant. With the Apple-approved certification, this means users can control the Cochlear implant directly from their iOS device and not have to download a separate iOS app. Users go to Settings, General Accessibility, then Find their cochlear implant and, and the one that has a nuclear 7 sa- sound processor. It should be listed under, quote, hearing devices, unquote. This allows any audio to be sent to the implant and where you can control the volume levels using the iOS device volume controls. According to Cochlear CEO Chris Smith, quote, the approval of the nuclear 7 sound processor is a turning point for people with a hearing loss opening the door for them to make phone calls, listen to music in a high-quality stereo sound, watch videos, and have FaceTime calls streamed directly to their cochlear implant. This new sound processor builds on our long-standing commitment to help more people with hearing loss connect with others and live a full life, unquote. Thanks, Apple, for all the good you do. I want to welcome Thumbtack back as a sponsor of Today in iOS. Thumbtack makes it easy to find pros for pretty much anything you need done. Download the Thumbtack app or try it now at thumbtack.com. From home improvement to event planning to private swim lessons, Thumbtack customers can find more than 1,100 types of pros in all 50 states. I was talking to the wife today and said, maybe we could find a fixer-upper back in New York. She turned to me and said, that would be the end of us. You have not painted a room on this house. You can't do wood repair or plumbing or tile work. Those are not your strengths. Absolutely no. She was and is 100% correct. Those are not my strengths. But I do know how to go to thumbtack.com. And when you need a chore completed, like changing out our old water heater or getting wood rot repaired, all I had to do was answer a few questions about what I needed done, then typed in my zip code, I gave my email address and name and submitted. It takes less than a minute to do all that, and that was it. It really is that fast and easy, and it's quick to get a reply. 
Within 15 to 30 minutes, you will have your first replies. Their tagline is, quote, it's fast, easy, and free. Hire skilled pros for absolutely anything at thumbtack.com today, unquote. And that is so true. You can find any professional for any job, be it yard work or wedding planner. If you have a task that requires you getting on a ladder, Thumbtack, they have you covered. But it goes beyond those. With over 1,100 categories, including personal training, music lessons, stack preparation, and much, much more. And the much more includes app development. So if you are an app dev, this is a great way to find clients. If you have any sort of service, this is a great way to find new clients. Just go to Thumbtack.com to get started. Thanks, Thumbtack, for sponsoring this show. Hello, Rob. It's Matt from Wisconsin. Two weeks ago, I reported a bug with the current version of iOS 11, which at that time was beta 2 that would not allow apps to be deleted. Case in point, I downloaded an app called TeamViewer to help a friend become a beta tester because for some reason, I think she's got an iPhone 5, I can't remember, but for some reason, VoiceOver would not read the install button to her for the profiler. So I was going to... take control of her phone briefly and help her. However, we found out that it didn't work, so I went to delete the app off of my phone. I went through the proper channels of going into editing mode, and I double-tapped TeamViewer to delete it, and all it did was pop at me, meaning the little voiceover pop noise. In the current release of 11.0, that bug has been fixed. I was able to delete TeamViewer just fine. So if any of you have Beta 2, you most certainly need to update to Beta 3 if you want to be able to delete any apps that you don't need. Anyway, Rob, love the show as always. Keep up the great work. Matt, thank you for the great feedback. From Daniel Soul in the Google Plus community, quote, Looks like the battery life on my Apple Watch Series 2 is back to its glorious self after the last update to Watch OS 3.2.3. After the previous 3.2.2 update, the battery life went to the floor. We would lose at least 15% overnight using the Pillow app, and it would only just about make it through the day. Last night, 1% drainage and over 70% left by bedtime. So, if you're suffering from a rapidly draining battery, I can highly recommend updating, unquote. Thank you, Danielle, for that. Hey, Rob. My name is Neil, and I am a longtime listener, first-time caller, calling you from south of the Mason-Dixon line in Alabama. Let's see here. Um, I'm going to try to make this brief. I am a uh, longtime user of Apple products, and I wanted to get the iOS public beta, and for iOS 11, so I put it on a backup device. I did listen to you, and I did not put it on my daily driver. The issue I'm having here is that uh, I was successfully able to put it onto my iPhone 6 Plus, and I was able to take a couple of the upgrades. Unfortunately, after that, the device just stopped working altogether. And so I, I am a little bit familiar with how to manipulate the system and so forth, how to navigate it, um, but I had no access to it whatsoever. So essentially what I did was I tried to do a system reboot by depressing the power button and the home button 
um, and got no relief whatsoever. Um, it just continued to try and boot. It's like it's stuck in a in a loop where it's trying to boot up, but it never does. Then what I decided I would do is um, upgrade to the latest version of iTunes and uh, try to put the phone into DFU mode, um, but uh, that didn't work either. And um, I actually got a message which said the iPhone could not be restored. An unknown error occurred, 4013. So then I actually called Apple's uh, Care, which I've had great experience with in the past, and they were not able to assist me in any way, shape, form, or fashion. They essentially walked me through the steps on how to place the phone into DFU mode and you know, they were not successful in helping me to resolve the issue uh, either. Um, uh, it, it appears that Apple is now outsourcing a lot of their uh, technical support to just basic call center people who don't really have a thorough background knowledge in how to use iOS because um, the gentleman I spoke with, uh, and I spoke with a couple of different people there because the first, the first uh, contact hung up on me. The second one, they'd only been working there two weeks, and I had to explain to him what a public beta was. So uh, long story short, I'm pretty much, you know, just uh, in the woods now here. I have a device that I no longer am able to use in any way, and I understand that uh, public beta is going to be buggy, but I do believe it's a reasonable expectation that it should not break your device. So uh, if you could, uh, maybe you could give me some uh, uh, information specifically or at the very least place a call out to the Today in Iowa's Army and uh, see if someone could potentially help me. I would be very appreciative. Thank you in advance, and uh, have a great day. Hi, Neil. Thanks for the voicemail message, and sorry to hear of your issues. First things first on this. Make sure you have the latest version of iTunes on your computer. Make sure your iPhone has enough space to bring in a new update. A gig or more is recommended of free space. So make sure you have at least a gig of free space. Um, now it's going to be hard. It's locked up. So hopefully you had that. Make sure the iPhone is on. It's not low on battery. So make sure it's fully charged. Um, update your Mac or PC if there is an update available for it. Um, and then also you may want to try using a different cord, a different lighting cord. Uh, maybe there's something wrong with the one you've got, but if you've got a newer cord, use the newer cord. If you're 100% certain it's a brand new cord and everything's working right with the cord, then try plugging into a different USB port on your computer. Now, if anyone else has dealt with the 4013 error, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Let us know what you did to fix that. You can also send that in via email to todayinios at gmail.com. We are now over 3,500 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that had a lot of comments that went up since the last episode was from Patrick McMahon, who said the following, quote, Okay, throwing this one out to the community, in the past couple of weeks, I've noticed that my when my mute switch is on, meaning I want calls, text, notifications muted, that when my phone is locked and laying face up, calls will ring out loud. I've checked and triple checked my settings. I have reset network settings. I reset all settings. Tried adding assistive touch uh, button to mute it. I was on 10.3.3, but last night tried iOS 11 beta to see if that might resolve it. No such luck. The only thing I can think of other than the switch itself being broken is we did 
recently switched carriers, brought my phone from Sprint to T-Mobile, and right after that, I erased my phone to start over new. Could I need a carrier update, or do I try erasing the phone again? Any ideas? Unquote. And a bunch of replies came in asking if the mute switch was really working. It was. Did it give a vibration when switched? It did. Is raised to wake set off? It was. A question of which iPhone came in, and it was the iPhone 6S Plus. If anyone has any other suggestions, please let us know. Give us a call or shoot us an email. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboys free zone and spammer free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go today to todayandios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 3,500 plus of you already in the community and contributing. Random tip time. This one is one we've mentioned some time ago, and it is burst mode. When taking a photo, press and hold down the camera's shutter button. It will take a burst of photos about 10 per second. Speed of the burst will vary depending on the iOS device. Then you can select which photo you like best. Trying to get your kids to smile and look at the camera just right. Well, burst mode keeps you from having to tap multiple times to get that right photo. So just tap, hold, go into burst mode. It'll start just taking a whole bunch of pictures and then tell your kids to look at you. In an interview Johnny Ive did with the Wall Street Journal magazine recently, he said he drew his inspiration for the iconic white earbuds from the white plastic look of the original stormtroopers in Star Wars, which you can really see in the current version, by the way. They even looks more so. The Death Star plans are not in the main computer. Let me see your identification. We don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids we're looking for. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. Of course, what Johnny Ive didn't mention in that article is that's also where he gained his inspiration for their audio quality. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I hear you keep saying that the iPhone 8 tech has to be built in quantities of 80 million per quarter. Clarification, 80 million is all iPhones in a quarter, including older models, which as the 6S and 6S Plus and SE. As it relates to this fall's release, I would suggest catching up on coverage on Daring Fireball that basically indicates the new OLED phone will not ship in high quantities and likely will be related to an inflated price, very likely to not be called the iPhone 8 since it will ship next to the iPhone 7S and 7S Plus. iPhone Pro seems more likely, as stated at iMore, possibly positioned as the next year's iPhone technology available now. Regards, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. There is no guarantee there will be a 7S, 7S Plus if the iPhone 8 or whatever it's called has the specs it's supposed to have and they can ship in quantities that they need to ship. And if that is the case and there is one phone about the size of the iPhone 7 but with the screen greater than the 7 Plus, then you would, as a components manufacturer, need to plan on at least $50 million in a quarter, if not more, if you are on the new flagship iPhone. And your component is only in the new phone and used only once. Some new components are used across the board for iPhones. For example, the MEMS earpiece speakers 
from Knowles, which is on all iPhones. For a few component manufacturers, it really is the 80 million pieces in a quarter or 80 million potential pieces in a peak quarter. And some it is more as their components are used multiple times per phone. But granted, the 80 million is a bit of an exaggeration if it is a brand new component only going in to be used on the top of the line iPhone. But this year, that could mean, again, 50 million units in a quarter. Again, as I don't see the value at all of having a 7S, 7S Plus released at the same time or close to an iPhone 8 when you really cannot justify the 7, 7S Plus beyond being a lower price. And if that is the key selling point, Apple should just keep selling the 7 and 7 Plus as is, but at a lower price. Is Apple likely to only release one new iPhone and not three? Hard to say. Right now, there is no compelling evidence in either direction beyond the news from Knowles. Knowles, for those that don't know, is the largest manufacturer of MEMS-based speakers used in smartphones. Knowles, which was purchased by Dover Corporation over 10 years ago, Dover Corporation is where I worked for over 15 years, and the division I worked in was bundled up with Knowles and then spun out a few years back under the Knowles brand. So this is a company I know well, as I have many friends still with them. And it is a company I follow each of their quarterly transcripts. And they had this very, very, very interesting quote in their quarterly conference call last week. Quote, our Q3 guidance reflects the potential for a later than normal launch of new flagship handsets at a North American customer, unquote. That is Apple when they say North American customer. And that is the next iPhone when they say new flagship handsets. This, in a way, pretty much confirms the rumors out there of a later ramp-up of the next-generation iPhone. However, he did also say new flagship handsets and not handset, meaning multiple devices. No anonymous sources needed here, just words straight from the CEO of one of Apple's key suppliers. There is another key supplier of Apple components I have a direct personal connection to, and that is Skyworks and their CEO, Liam Griffin, who I worked with and was a friend of mine at Dover before he left to go to Alpha Semi, which merged with another company to become Skyworks. Liam's a great guy, very, very smart. Smart enough to duck questions about Apple. But he did say this last week when asked about a potential push-out of the next-gen iPhone. Quote, we are seeing a predictable cycle with our largest customer, and the areas that we can control are around content reach and our ability to drive technology, unquote. That means what they can control is if their product is used in devices by offering great technology. But essentially, they have no control of when said devices they are designed into actually are released. Liam also said this, quote, So we've worked with our largest customer for years. We feel good about the cycle. And we also have a very broad mix across legacy, new models, and other portfolios of non-mobile products within that account, unquote. Liam was asked a few more times in the conference call about their guidance for the September versus the December quarters with regards to his biggest customer, and he would not take the bait and just said September will be up versus last year, and December quarter would also be up. So what did we learn? Well, again, he said new models, plural. I am guessing my thoughts of just an iPhone 8 and no 7S and 7S Plus were just me dreaming. 
and it does look like the there will be multiple units released this year but there will be some delay on those according to Knowles and if you read between the lines on Skyworks I think the reason that Liam would not give any specific guidance for the December quarter he wouldn't give a specific percentage like he did for the September quarter on increase all he said was um, that it would be a percent it would move up a percentage but just wouldn't give what that percentage was um, for the December quarter and if he had given that percentage that would be a major tell of a push out of the new iPhone launch other analysts will be looking at transcripts from other key suppliers of Apple in the following weeks but you know what it really does not matter because Apple will need to give some guidance for this quarter on Tuesday. And I believe on Tuesday, Tim Cook will essentially confirm what we learned from Knowles and Skyworks. The next iPhone will ramp up later than expected. And that will be from the number of units Apple predicts um, you know, this quarter. If it's lower, so if when Apple gives out what they predict this quarter for shipments, if it's lower than it was a year ago quarter, then it is pretty much confirmation of a pushout. Per the John Gruber article Kevin mentioned, that article really looks at the next-gen iPhone 8 or iPhone Pro being a truly high-end premium phone, to which Android users are going, hey, you do realize even the iPhone SE is a premium high-end phone compared to the majority of what's available for Android users, right? Point taken. So whatever level is about premium smartphones, that is what John Gruber thinks the iPhone Pro will be. And maybe it would be a Promium level, let's call it that, Promium level smartphone, meaning anything with a price tag of $1,000 or more. So if your smartphone sells retail a 1000 or more, then it's a Promium smartphone. Speaking of Apple's quarterly report, that call will be on Tuesday the 1st, of August, I will release a blog post covering the key metrics and anything else of interest on Tuesday afternoon. I will send out a push message when it's live, so make sure to get the TII app prior to the conference call. Some rumors coming out about the Series 3 Apple Watches, and shocker, it's about having even more focus on health and fitness. Other rumored specs, and by rumored, I mean duh, common sense specs, are a faster processor and longer battery life. Wow, you think? There is also the rumor about the Apple Watch having LTE capabilities, which would run counter to the rumor about longer battery life. In the past, it was said to be 2018 or later before we saw a cellular version. will be interesting to see if Apple can work out some special plans for with the carriers for the Apple Watch specifically, that is. That would, in my mind, need to happen to make it even remotely attractive. We've not talked much about Apple's HomePod, well, almost basically nothing. But since Apple on the 28th pushed out the firmware of the HomePod and developers are able to get their hands on that, now seems like a pretty good time to go over what was learned. Not surprisingly at all, HomePods run on a full iOS stack, just like Apple TV, for example. However, there currently appears to be no provision for third-party apps, so really more like a second or third generation Apple TV in that case. In the code, it did find reference to an LED matrix speculated to be an area on the top of the speaker which could have a visible but small display. 
Rather than having a springboard for control slash shell, the HomePod has a soundboard for the shell control. It will support accessibility features, including voiceover according to the firmware code. More on the HomePod later in this year. But back to the firmware code that was pulled apart by the developer, Stephen Thornton Smith. It also has some references to features we can expect for other iOS devices in, in the future. This includes, quote, numerous references to infrared face detection within the biometric frameworks kit, unquote. Uh, this includes new face detect methods when faces are too close or too far from the camera. And there is also more infrared uh, references in the code, some pointing towards the rumored infrared sensors on the front of the iPhones. The most recent consumer intelligence research partner data, SERP, uh, for short that is, shows that from April to June, Apple was attracting more Android switchers than at any time in the past 12 months. But more interesting was that for the last quarter, the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus sales made up 81% of all the iPhone sales. 47% went to the iPhone 7, 34% to the 7 Plus, leaving just 19% for all the other versions combined. In the same period in 2016, it was 34% of iPhones sold that were not the current top-of-the-line devices. SERP also found a trend towards larger devices with higher capacity. Two things that help up the ASPs for the iPhone and the margins, and the folks on Wall Street like that type of news. No shocker here, but the analytics firm App Annie released data showing worldwide consumer spending in the app stores has the iPhone app not just trouncing Google Play Store, but pulling away. In Q2 of 2016, Apple generated 90% more revenue than the Android app store. In Q2 2017, that gap was 95% iOS app revenue increased 35% year-over-year, while Androids increased just 30% year-over-year. Yes, there are more downloads in the Google Play Music Store, but much, much more money being spent in the iOS app store. Thanks again to Bowling Branch for sponsoring our show. You don't need to spend a fortune to get the rest you need. Great sleep starts with the right sheets, and they're more affordable than you think with Bowling Branch. The right sheets can take your sleep and your style to the next level. Let me give you the three most important words for getting a good night's sleep. Comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. If you want the best sleep of your life, you need to be comfortable. That's what all these sleeping pills are trying to do for you, but you don't need that. You just need bone brand sheets. Science tells us there are five stages of sleep, but before you can enter any of them, you need to be comfortable so you can fall asleep. You need bone brand sheets, the most comfortable sheets you'll ever sleep on. Go to bowlandbranch.com and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets plus free shipping when you use promo code TII. That's right, $50 off plus free shipping right now at bowlandbranch.com. Once more, that's B-O-L-L-N-Branch.com, promo code TII. And since Bowl and Branch sells exclusively online, you don't pay that expensive retail markup. That's half the price for twice the quality. But here is the best part. Don't take my word for it. Try them out for yourself 30 nights risk-free. If you don't like them, don't love them for any reason. They will take them back and refund you without any hassle at all. 
Bowling Branch wants you and your family to feel good about your sheets, inside and out. And rest easy knowing their sheets are ethically made, meaning everyone involved in the creation of the bedding has been treated with respect. These are sheets that feel good and you can feel good about owning. Please go to BowlingBranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L-N Branch.com and use promo code TII. Hi, Lauren. It's Kim from Salem, Oregon. And uh, I am just calling in to say how much I love the AirPods. I got them two days ago as an early, very early birthday present for my parents. And oh my gosh, they're awesome. They're so much better than Delta. I mean, seriously, there's no live voiceover whatsoever. The best that I could just have my phone plugged in across the room and just do a few music or a podcast or whatever is incredible. Um, I am using the right AirPod to uh, make this call. Uh, the other one is plugged in to the little dental floss case thing. It looks like a piece of dental floss. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I love that I can use the lightning cable to charge the case. Oh my gosh, they are, they are just so awesome. And the packaging is just so wonderful. And um, the little AirPod uh, release picture thing on the box. Um, I would never really guess what that is. Although it might have helped if I had the box facing a different way than I would have maybe had to. Anyway, because <laughs> I had no idea what they were. But, um, yeah, I, I love them. And uh, I cannot wait for I also love them because then. I will be able to have one AirPod pause the music and play, and then the other AirPod will be able to do um, uh, next track, previous track, or Hey Siri, or whatever, which is awesome. I don't understand why people are all annoyed about the volume control not being on the AirPods. I don't mind taking out my phone and just really not even taking out my phone, just reading my hand in my pocket and turning the volume up with the buttons on the side of the, on the, side of the phone. I don't think that whole customer suit. Anyway, just wanted to say that I love the phone, or I love the AirPods, and uh, definitely looking forward to September when all the love comes out. Love you, show. I can't wait for the next episode. You are seriously the main uh, podcast I listen to for anything iPhone related. I don't listen to any other podcasts really, except yours. So thank you for all your news and information and keeping all of us up to date on really everything Apple related. Talk to you later. Bye. Kim, thanks for the feedback. Glad to hear you're liking your AirPods. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Just listened to the latest episode of TII regarding the message from a blind user concerned about losing expensive 32-bit apps. 
As a blind user of iOS of long standing, I cannot think of any experience or expensive apps designed for the blind that will go dark. In fact, the only blind specific apps that are even close to the price range you mentioned that I can recall as an OCR app and a navigation app, both of them are 64-bit. Neither is anywhere near 300. Separately, I also have concerns about iOS as a blind user going forward, less about the software and more about the hardware, specifically Apple's try truly obnoxious decision to remove the headphone jack from the iPhone. I note as an aside, all other iOS devices and every single Mac retain the headphone jack. For blind user, Bluetooth is essentially unusable for constant voiceover interaction. The problem relates to the latency inherent in Bluetooth. If you are a slighted user, you may not have even noticed this, or if you have, you likely find it acceptable. For someone constantly getting feedback from a touch device, such a delay is in response is unbelievably irritating and it does not improve with time quite the contrary as a result apple has left us blind users with a problem either suffer through uh, with the bluetooth or hook up it properly and then lose the ability to charge the phone apple could solve this problem by releasing a dongle which would simply uh, allow both the lightning port and for charging and a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, but Apple has refused to do so, and in fact has killed a Kickstarter project to develop that such an item. Now I am using and loving my iPhone success, but the time will come when I must move on. At this point, I am dreading the prospects of upgrading. Thanks, Apple. Regards, Kevin Barry. Hi, Rob. I was just listening to episode 434 and became alarmed upon hearing your reporting regarding rear charging plate separation on Apple Watches. Having just dealt with an issue with the top screen popping up like a jack-in-the-box, I'm surprised that Apple has only acknowledged a rear cover issue. The watch in question was a gift I gave my wife for Christmas in 2015. It was a first-generation watch that hadn't been dropped soaked or slammed against any hard surface. I used it very gently and not in contact with perfumes or sunscreen, questions asked by Apple support. Yet the screen separated from the case while worn on my wife's wrist. The only contributor that I could figure was that it was hot 90 plus degree day that day. I'll give high praise to Apple for quick repair and replacement of the faulty unit a service for which they approved a one-time waiver of all fees, even though the warranty had run out six months prior. The swap was handled by mail and took one week total. I hope Apple extends their repair cost waiver to include the screens as well as the back plate of Apple Watches. I'd hate for this to occur again and be stuck without, with that bill. Although I was somewhat shocked and embarrassed by the shoddy workmanship of this pricey item, my wife loves her Apple Watch and relies on it in business and general use. Thanks for continued commitment to the iOS world, Rob. Keep up the great reporting. Regards, Greg in L.A. Well, Greg and Kevin, both thank you for your feedback. Good morning, Rob. It's Shannon in Arizona. I just wanted to share a quick story. Uh, I recently washed my AirPods in the washing machine, a full cycle, uh, accidentally. 
and unlike some videos I have seen on YouTube, mine did not survive. They, they are dead. No light, no charge, no nothing. So, learn from my mistakes, move on. I quickly ordered another pair because I feel like I am lost without them and got into that six-week waiting cycle that Apple loves to have on their AirPods, it seems. And on a side note, are they just not making enough to keep up with demand, or is demand that great? Because honestly, I don't see that many in the wild. So I'm just curious, uh, are they making five a day or what? Anyway, through another podcast, I learned that AT&T and Verizon had some online. So I'm a Verizon customer. I checked quickly, and they did not have any. So then I went to AT&T, which... And my experience was a pain in the butt uh, ordering online since I'm not a customer. However, I finally managed to do it and I actually ordered them Sunday night, uh, uh, the 16th, and uh, they say they're gonna be delivered this Thursday, uh, meaning, uh, what, four or five day delivery. So, same price, of course. So if anyone out there is looking for AirPods, um, maybe try AT&T online. I know if you call customer service, again, that was a nightmare but uh, they, they don't even know what they are, which is kind of sad, but either way, uh, just go online att.com or att.com and uh, search them and you'll find them and order them and maybe you'll have the same luck I did. Thanks Rob, take care man, later. Into the email bag we go. Hey Rob, just found this case on Indiegogo. It has an extra 2400 milliamp hour battery, infrared remote, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, and it has a metal backing for magnetic mounts. It's thinner, lighter, and at $59, it's less expensive than most other charging cases and still comes with those extra features. Looks great to me. Regards, Eric B. Well, thanks, Eric, for the heads up on this, which is the Pi case, two words, P-I being Pi and C-A-S-E for case. This one is a flexible goal of $15,000. It is raised 13.7,000. It is for the iPhone 7, 6S, and 6. From the official description, quote, Pi Case is the world's first better case to control all your devices via the quick button Pi Home app and your own voice. 3.5 millimeter headphone jack enables any headphone to be used with the iPhone 7. Battery AI charges your phone automatically when the battery is low. Thin and light made for iPhone co-developed for and manufactured by Foxconn, unquote. They also are selling the magnetic car mount uh, for it for an additional $10. They estimate it will ship in September. If this is one you're interested in, search for PI case, two words, at Indiegogo or in the show notes for episode 436 at todayinios.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Just curious when you sleep. Just got the notice that the episode is live. Do you still have to get up or stay up or go to work? Regards, Bethel of Austin. What is this sleep thing you talk of? Hi, Rob. It's Rick from Germantown, Maryland. I had a question about jailbreaking. I know that you in the past have been an avid jailbreaker and whatnot, but I haven't heard much about it from you or, or others lately, so I wondered if maybe in a future episode you could talk a little bit about the current state of jailbreaking. Uh, I don't jailbreak myself. I need my phone for work and can't afford the snafus that go with it or potential ones. But my son jailbreaks, and I've gotten the feeling that 
jailbreaking as it stands today isn't as uh, secure or safe as it may have been in the past. So that, that's it. Just uh, a thought for a upcoming uh, episode. Thanks. Love the show. Rick, thanks for the voicemail message. And that leads us into the email message from Eric, who says, Hey, Rob, it's no surprise, but this pretty much confirms it. Regards, Eric B. And he's talking about the article from Cult of Mac. And they talked to one of the jailbreaking pioneers, uh, Jay Freeman, who also ran uh, and runs the Cydia store. And the article talks about it's been months since the last iOS 10 jailbreak has been released. And according to some folks, um, you shouldn't get your hopes up about jailbreaking your iPhone again. Uh, Merely at this point, when Jay Freeman isn't recommending jailbreaking your phone anymore, that's not a good sign for jailbreaking. Um, now, it, it the issue is, why are you needing to jailbreak? There's a lot less reasons to jailbreak than there were in the past. Apple's done a good job on security. Obviously, there are a few people that still need jailbreak for various reasons, but for the average user, and I, it's really hard for me to try to justify any reason for why you would want to jailbreak, as again, as the average user. The article on Cultimac and when it was talking with Jay Freeman, they came around to the death of jailbreaking has been caused by four things. One, Apple's increased security made jailbreaking harder. Two, if a hacker finds a vulnerability, he or she can make up to $1 million by selling it. Three, most of the best jailbreakers have moved on to high-paying security jobs. And four, if you can jailbreak an iPhone, you're exposing it to security vulnerabilities. Those items kind of have caused the death spiral of jailbreaking. Apple's made available transcripts to accompany its WWDC 2017 session videos. This makes searching for things you remembered from a session easier or to search a session to see if they mentioned something. According to Apple, quote, take advantage of transcripts to quickly discover and share information presented in WWDC 2017 videos You can search by keyword, see all instances where that keyword is mentioned in the video, go straight to the time it was mentioned, and even share a link to that specific time, unquote. Go to developer.apple.com slash video slash WWDC 2017, or look for the link in the show notes for episode 436. For this episode, the Ask Siri suggestion comes from Stephen Brisbane, Beth L., James from Macomb, Mike P., Corey M., Sean M., Darcy G., Lyrian L., Dr. John M., Daryl D., Nick M., and a few others. And they all want me to ask or say to Siri, I see a little silhouette of a man. So let's see what happens when I do that. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, scaramouche. Will you do the Fandango, Thunderbolt and Lightning? Very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Galileo Figaro Magnifico. I'm just a poor assistant. Nobody loves me. It's just a poor assistant from a poor family. Spirit its life from this monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No, we will not let you go. Let it go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let it go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let me go. Will not let you go. Let me go. Never, never let you go. Never let me go. Oh, no, 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 no.
Thanks to all that sent that one in. And that is without a doubt the longest Siri response I've gotten back for any of these. Thanks again to Bull and Branch for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now to bullandbranch.com and use promo code TII to get $50 off the nicest sheets and cotton products you have ever owned with free shipping to boot. And before we go today, I also want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment about something said on this episode. Or it could be a question or rant you about something else. An app or product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you created an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Please don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. Quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. And please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Today's show was again brought to you by Thumbtack. Hire skilled pros for absolutely anything at Thumbtack.com today. It's fast, easy, and free. And if you are an app dev or are a professional looking for clients, also go to Thumbtack.com. Finally, check out our newly updated TII app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It is fully voiceover friendly, of course. And per the latest update, we just added the ability to comment on episodes inside the app and UI improvements and optimizations. Please go right now and download the TII app from the iTunes App Store or get the update if you already have it. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.